Good morning. How precious is that? How precious was that? How good is it to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. I love that um, scripture Nick was um, calling out. He sets the solitude in families. He sets the lonely in families. Psalm 68.6 was a scripture the Lord gave me years ago as a, as a promise, as a promise because I was living solitude, lonely, desperate. But he promised me he sets the lonely in families. He sets the solitude in families. And now it is my passion and great privilege um, to help the church become that family for the solitude. Yeah, the scripture is packed with all of the honor a family gets to be to each other. And a family mobilized, a family on mission together adopting a city accomplishes great things. A whole bunch of individuals trying to do works of the Lord and go after the city is not going to achieve what a family can do. Yeah? So there can be an assignment and an attack against corporateness. And for people to be part of a community and not feeling like they belong, it's like, I cannot belong, I cannot be here, I'm not seen, I'm not... Um, lovable, my sin's too much, my um, addictions are too much, what's going on in my home's too much, I've got to hide it. And the Lord's like, no, I set the solitude in the families. It's his desire that the answer is families. Families. Most people in this communities, uh, in the world where their trauma has come from, is families. Most people where their healing comes from is being re-familied. Okay? So, Half of the trauma in a healing work happens when we do that work with the Lord, with Holy Spirit, um, when we have maybe deliverance in a healing sessions, encounters like in the worship. The other half we need is a new experience. Okay? So new experiences bring some healing. You can't have broken trust, go and have some healing for the trauma of that broken trust and not reattach and have to re-trust. That's not full healing if you haven't come back into being able to trust, okay? Some people, we still live the rest of our life self-protecting, even from things we felt we've gotten healing from. But to actually offer your heart to a community, that's another level. To offer your story and your heart to a community, that's another level. And that brings the greater measure of healing. Okay, so often in relationships, we're impacted neg negatively and it's in relationship that we're put back together. All right? So we get the honor as a community to be part of the healing of someone because we choose to be acting out what the, what the word says where we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay? We're mothers and fathers. The, Testament in, the, the books of the Bible, in particular the Old Testament, is full of scriptures about the widow, the orphan, the migrant, okay, those coming, the sojourner, people coming from other countries in particular, people that are orphans, don't have families, don't have parents, people, the widows, the widowers, the divorced, the single, so people without partners, people without parents, people without nations. The Lord keeps saying in the scripture, look out for those three categories in particular. Look out for those three categories. And so we need to learn what it looks like to go beyond what we have and look out for the migrant, look out for the single, look out for the fatherless, the motherless, and, and in obedience be intentional to adopt. We're called to adopt. It looks like something. It looks like extending our table. Yeah? It looks like opening our door. It looks like it impacts our time. Because there's people that come in with so much need that some of us blessed people wouldn't even know about. Yeah? Yeah? 
but we don't have to know the suffering to be part of the solution. Australia is literally packed with migrants. It might have been the generation above you. Your parents might have come here. We've got a family, these people, all right? It's the Lord's heart. We've been looking at the missional pillars. We've been looking at what the Lord has called this church in particular to in the last few weeks. You can even maybe have those four pillars on the screen if we've got them, okay? We've been looking at a first very important one is that everyone here, everyone here is being discipled and is discipling someone else, okay? We're not being here to become a Christian. We're being here to grow up. We're being here to become mature, I don't know if everyone lives here with us like my goal is maturity in this area, not my goal is to be saved and then to live in a glass house and get fat, which is what the the church often is. We can see through it, but we're safe and we're tucked in together doing our little tennis club thing together. All right. And we're safe inside. It's like, no, we got to grow up. We got to stay uncomfortable. Okay. The road is narrow. And so maturity's got to be our goal. Maturity's got to be our goal. Say maturity. Maturity. This scripture is full of the word mature. We mature Christians make sure we do this and that with people who are less mature. We who are mature do this. We who are mature, we've got to grow up. Okay? And just like in the natural, it's a journey. So in this spiritual, but we've got to commit to the process, okay? In the natural, where the years might go by and we just naturally get older, you don't just naturally mature in the Lord. You have to choose to mature, okay? So we want to go from milk to meat. And to be a mature disciple is to, a lot of that process happens by life on life with someone else, not once a fortnight catch up or check in or... um, text or check on someone in a church gathering. Life on life. It's costly. It should look like something in our timetable. Yep. It should look like our spare beds made up, extra food, costly, drive there instead of home, hauling someone in the morning. It's life on life. Okay. Being raised by your mothers and fathers. Attach yourself to someone. Start walking up to someone and going, will you be my mommy? (laughs) You can do it. I had someone do that this last week. Will you be my mum? It's a book, isn't it? All the parents in the room are like, I, I know what that is. Will you be my dad? Will you disciple me? So you've got to get under someone who's looking like they're further down the road than you and go, can you help me to mature? And it's having someone behind you. So let's just reflect on the last fortnight. Let's look at our timetables. Let's look at who we're praying for. Who, who have we been raising? Who's attached to us behind? Who are we taking with us? Who are we b- discipling? Does it roll off your tongue? This one, this one, this, not who am I loving that is involved. Some of us are just like, yeah, but I, I love people like the Lord would love me. I pray for people. That's awesome. That's part of the deal. Who am I actively discipling currently? We sit in the word together. We pray together. I go, I don't know the answer to that question either. Let's read it together. We research together. We pray I teach them how to have God time or prayer time because I invite them over and we sit on the floor and we do it together. We meet in a cafe. Who are we discipling? Guys, that that list has got to start coming through. Let's go. A mature disciple disciples someone else. A mature disciple disciples someone else. Let's pick people and run. 
So even this last fortnight, I'm like thinking of the life hub, I mean, I'm thinking of different things. I'm like, Lord, who have you got for me? Lord, who have you got for me? He'll put people on your heart. Everyone in this room has something to offer. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk. Everyone in this room has something to offer. Everyone in this room has something to offer. Let's adopt some people and let's go. Okay, we're going to mobilize. Yeah, isn't it exciting? That's when we start getting desperate because we're like, I don't know a whole bunch of things. It's like, let's just learn together. It keeps you on the, on the edge because um, I've got to help with this or I've got to pray into that. It keeps us desperate and that's a fun place because in desperation, that's where the Holy Spirit's like, oh, I know this area. And then that's when we get signs and miracles and healing and deliverance and all those things that only live on the edge of the cliff and not in the glass house where we're all getting comfortable and fat. Okay, so let's just get out of our glass house. Let's not be safe. Let's get to the edge of that cliff where we're desperate because if he doesn't come through in this situation with these people I'm discipling, then I got nothing. It is fun. Don't you get bored as a Christian? It shouldn't be, but a lot of us are bored. A lot of us are bored. It's called, I'm not saying this is you, it's called lukewarmness, okay? It's a very boring feeling and it's a very boring situation to be in. It's really sucky. There's this awesome, cool place called Hot. It's really worth it. It costs everything to go through that narrow place. But once you're in it, that's where the fire of the Lord is. That's where the deliverances are happening. That's where the salvations are happening. That's where the Holy Spirit's pouring out. That's where life's fun. That's where it's like, this is, this is what Jesus died for. This is where the power is, okay? We need the power when we step out. Let's, let's really just help each other to choose. I choose to turn away from lukewarmness. I choose to turn away from slumber. I choose to turn away from lukewarmness. I choose to turn away from comfort. I choose to turn away from comfort. I renounce you, comfort, false God, I choose to be up. I choose to be mobilized. I choose to be on the move. I choose to be in the fight. I choose to, to take part in this, all right? Mature bride, and we're gonna go together. We're gonna mobilize together. Every single one of you um, has what it takes, and you're the right person in the right place at the right time, okay? You got this. Christianity is fun. Let's mature together. Second pillar, then you've got to have this healthy family because we're all mobilized and we're all discipling people and they need to join the family, okay? So the family cannot become stagnant. It cannot become a place where we've arrived because that means the door's locked. We've gotten to the place where we've arrived as a community. We love it. It feels comfortable. It's like we just, the, that means the door's closed, okay? If the door's open as it should be, and there's a continuous flow of new people coming in because we're adopting. Everyone in the room's adopting, yeah? We're adopting as part of our lifestyle. And that door is continually open. That means the family's continuing to grow. And when the family's continuing to grow, we've got to reset the culture and re-adopt people and re-raise people because there's always fresh babies. There's always fresh toddlers. There's always fresh children. And sometimes children and toddlers make a mess. And we say yes to that mess. Amen? We say yes 
to the mess that comes with the door being open because we're not going to be sitting in our glass house getting fat. Amen? Okay? But what that means is what we need is every single person here in the family to own the culture, to own the kingdom culture, not the paradox culture. Yeah? We're going to learn the kingdom culture, not Amy's culture. We're going to learn the kingdom culture, not Australian culture. We're going to learn the kingdom culture, not the nation you came from, not the race you're a part of, and definitely not the family that you grew up in, kingdom or not. What we need to do is get in this scripture, and it's packed with kingdom culture's way to be a family. Okay, so we're going to get these tools. Some of us, what's in the Word and what it says about how to be a family is so far away from what we grew up knowing that it's like, I don't know if I could ever embody that culture and carry that culture. You can, okay? You can, because it's we're part of the Lord's family. He set the culture. He set the culture. He's the good shepherd. One of the shepherd roles is to set culture, yeah? And so he's the good shepherd, and the Holy Spirit can help, all right? But what we want to do is lay down our understanding of church culture. We want to lay down our understanding of even what it is to be in a church community. It doesn't matter what other church community you came from. We want to lay that down. Yeah. We want to lay down even the awesome cultures that we're from, beautiful, multicultural, diverse world that the Lord created. And we're going to learn kingdom culture. And then we're going to carry kingdom culture and we're going to be gatekeepers, all of us. And we're going to keep out the little foxes. Okay, so it's the job of a community to keep out the little foxes that the scripture refers to that come and destroy the vine and come and eat up what we've got. Okay, foxes are division. Okay, gossip, jealousies, comparison, um, accusation, blame, false accusation, spiritual abuse. That's got to go on the church. Okay. There's lots of little foxes that love to come in and destroy a good vine of a healthy family. But we're going to together find out, and probably in a couple of months we'll spend like a month or maybe longer, and we're going to really go, okay, what's kingdom culture? What's a family culture? And we're going to really keep shredding out our understanding and our responses, and we're going to be learning how to be a healthy family, okay? Do you know how futile any of the other pillars are without a healthy family? How do we mature somebody into, what, more orphanitis? We, we're adopting them into a, into a family. So what are we doing with the red pillar? We're bringing in people into a, it's got to be a healthy family. What about transforming the city of Rockingham? Well, if we're going to adopt Rockingham, we adopt into a family. We need to be everyone taking their place. Otherwise, we're going onto the battlefield and there's all of these gaps yeah? We can't go into the battle and then have chinks in our armor and commenting on each other and picking at each other's armor and pulling each other's crowns off and division and some of us not even turning up. That's, that's who would do that in a battle. And my goodness, covering the region in prayer, you don't go after entities as a solo person unless you're the handful of people on the world the Lord's given that assignment to, but usually it's to a group. Okay, you go after corporate strongholds corporately. You go after territorial region things, principalities, it's all scriptural. You go after those things together. 
okay? So there will be an attack on becoming a healthy church family because all the other ones, are, they cannot happen if there isn't a unity here, okay? So the fight is for the unity. And Jesus says to his other two, I wish that they were all one like we are one. That's quite unified, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Jesus is praying, that's his intercession, is that we become one like they are one. And there is a fight for oneness. There is a fight for oneness. Part of it is the division stuff. I was talking about toxic relationship styles that have been generational, that you've grown up in, and then you come into this family. Another great part of what's the fight against uh, oneness is withdrawal and retreat. Withdrawal is a trauma response. Withdrawal is a trauma response. Okay, for some of us, the, the ability to trust a community is beyond what we can imagine because what have we've endured? Whether you've endured church betrayal, church abuse, in any area where trust has been broken, leadership trauma, um, interpersonal trauma is the, one of the biggest categories of all types of trauma. And then we come into interpersonal for the church. Okay, so if there's any temptation to keep any part of your heart held back, independence is a trauma response. Independence is a trauma response. Withdrawal is a trauma response. That's different to going away to be with the Lord or, you know, having some God-given boundaries. But I feel like um, we cannot learn kingdom culture if we're building it on top of a whole bunch of living stones that are acting like rolling stones and moving away and retreating. Is this okay? Okay. So yesterday I was just letting this word roll around in my spirit and just showed me a lot of these little black pebbles, like river stones, and just the word, the living, living stones, came back to mind. And so I was um, looking into the word about that yesterday. And um, it does say Jesus is the, the living stone, yes. I'm jumping around, Nigel. You're great. Um, but it actually talks about us being living stones. All right? So in 1 Peter 2, 4 to 5, be at the end of my sermon, in 1 Peter 2.45, it says, Come to the Lord, the living stone rejected by people is worthless, but chosen by God is valuable. Come as living stones. Got to get that withdrawal and retreat away. Come as living stones and let yourselves be used in building the spiritual temple where you serve as holy priests to offer spiritual and acceptable sacrifices to God through Jesus Christ. Come and let yourself be used by the Lord. Come and let yourself be used by the Lord. Something dangerous happened during that COVID season where maybe it broke a good thing of believers believing they might be struck by lightning if they missed a Sunday gathering because suddenly there was just a lack of corporateness and everyone survived. But we've never regrouped as a bride across the world, never completely. I know, I've been here ever since. And the attendance that's maintained has dropped everywhere. We're just having a family chat at the dinner table, is that all right? 
Can we go there? It's moved into, I'll go every two or three Sundays, okay? I'm just, let's just talk real. It's moved into, I'll go every two or three, and often when I'm serving, I'm, on, I'm helping with coffee or something. It usually dictates the Sunday that I'm there, okay? That's called rolling stones, <laughs> rolling around in different directions, not living stones who, as the scripture says, do not give up the habit of coming together, do not give up the habit of coming together. If everyone is miss, if the living stones are missing, what kind of a wall are we going to have to our building? And this, and it, we're building a healthy church family, but lots of gaps because we'll just swap and change when we arrive. We we got to get back to some roots here, okay? We got to get back to some discipline and to some habits. We got to get back to the prayer room, coming together as living stones and praying together. Yeah. Or we're not, why are we doing second and the third and the fourth pillar if the living stones aren't gathering and praying together? No. So that's, that's got to resurrect. But we've got to come back as living stones as a community because the oneness is, is got these gaps. Okay, think of a wall of stones, which the scripture says we are. Okay, so we're a building of living stones. And now picture it with every stone in place. do 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 you there? Picture it with, take 20 out and then go after a city and go after a region. Can you see where the war has been? The war has been over that pillar and he's such a sneak. We got to go, we, we matter. My place in the wall makes a difference. I, I've got to take my place. Like there were people, I'm sorry, I'm such a sweater. We've got to take our place on the wall and um, it's, it's, we've got to take our place. Otherwise, we're left gaps either side. We're, we're not here to be in our glass house. We're here, we've got a mission and we're just stepping into the new era of this and we're mobilizing. And if we're doing that with rolling stones, we're on dangerous, dangerous territory. So that stops. Okay. Comfort is an addiction that's got to go. Okay? Let's beat our bodies into submission and, and, and let's, let's run this race. All right? So let's, let's get back to that um, picking up my cross daily. Okay? So that's called death. So let's die daily. I die daily to be a disciple and to be on mission and to be in this community. To be in this community and to be on mission will involve dying daily. Death to self. Death to selfishness. Death to individuality. Independence and individuality. Okay? Corporateness. And for some of that, that just, it zings our teeth because that's where the trauma was. That's where it exposes insecurity. That's where jealousies are. That's where... Rejection issues are good. Let's treat like that, that like a whole bunch of pimples that need to come out. <laughs> Stop whacking all the foundation on there and covering up with makeup. Let's deal with and detox it, okay? So corporateness is a revealer. Corporateness is a revealer. The Lord is so clever. Corporateness is a revealer. I can be over here by myself doing my merry thing and there's a lot more comfort and ease going on. I'm in here and I'm 
in the washing machine with everyone else and there's a lot of agitation going on, okay? So corporateness is a revealer. It reveals irritability, it reveals selfishness, it reveals insecurity, it reveals pride, it reveals relationship issues, it reveals inner healing issues, it reveals your marriage because now you're no longer pretending it's fine, it reveals your parenting and all of the gaps in it and the children who hate you again, it reveals your suffering, it reveals your grief, it reveals your mental health issues, it reveals everything, and we want all of it. Okay? This community, we, we embrace your grief. Your grief is not too big for us. It might feel too big for you, but it is not too big for us. Your mess is not too big for us. That is a lie from the pit of hell. It might feel too big for you. It is not too big for us. That's the voice of shame. Okay? Your marriage trauma stuff is not too big for us. Step into the light. Step into the light. Your addiction is not too big for us. It might feel too big for you currently, but there are keys and there are answers and there are solutions. Stop managing it. Stop keeping it covered. Step into the light. Come forward. Your suffering, we can hold your heart here. There is room for your suffering, no matter how long it takes. No more of this religion stuff. Grief takes as long as it takes. That's how long grief takes. That's the answer. It takes as long as it takes. Okay? Your suffering is welcome here. Come snot on me, I've had it all. Come snot on our community, okay? Bring your suffering, step into the light. The scripture says that when we confess our sin one to another, I will come and I will heal you. Not when I keep it tucked away over here. When I come and confess one to another, he made it interpersonal. He made the healing interpersonal, okay? But that root of shame that's keeping us separated out from each other has got to stop because the only way we're going to build this wall as living stones is literally being joined together. Okay, stone to stone, all the misfit, awkward sizes that we are. Some of us are like, I don't know if I fit here. Stop it. You belong. You're not trying to fit. You've got to belong. There's no particular size. You're just your sized stone. You don't have to fit. You just got to belong. And for some of us, that's a revealer because there's a whole bunch of belonging issues. Then they're going to really know me. Do you know what it's like to be completely seen, completely seen for it all and still loved? It is incredible. And that's where the freedom is. And some of you have never tasted being truly seen and truly known and loved. That's where the healing is because it'll never be written on your heart that I am acceptable until you really bear all and risk it. But you've got to risk all to gain all. You've got to risk all to gain all. All of the corporateness, all of the family, all of the love, all of the healing, you're going to have to risk every part of your heart not the Sunday part, and we keep the other part back. We're not talking today about joining rosters, being more involved, being more hours, being more, any of that stupid nonsense. We're not going to build this back on the, this church on the back of broken people, okay? 
We're not going to idolise gifts and machines and just get the internal working of us all just busier. The only thing I'm talking about today is, is your heart all in? Is your heart known? Is your story here? Have you chosen to go, bloop, fine, know me? You've got to be grafted in. Some people come in and they're like, oh, wow, I like this church. I love it. And they see the tree and they're like, oh, I love all the fruit on this tree. I just love this church. And then a little while later, they realize it involves being grafted in. And that involves a bit of a cut. <laughs> yeah, it's a cutting. It's a being exposed. And we get grafted in. And then the new life flow comes. And that's, that's corporateness. But it involves with being cut and exposed and grafted in, okay? The good fruit on the tree has come very intentionally. All the ingredients in a healthy church family have been, we've spent some years now, okay, plugging this in. We need to think bigger than ourselves. Step one, we can't do this unless everyone in this room has chosen I'm all in both feet, okay? Self-protection is one foot in, one foot out. It's called self-protection. It's a trauma response, and it's understandable. And some of you are only going to move into two feet in across time. Okay, so not pushing. Don't push yourself today. All you got to do today is I is I want to want to. Yeah, I want to want to, and I choose to. But it can take some time because there's some legit reasons why trust is a decimated area for some. Okay, but this one foot in, one foot out thing. Your mental health journey is not too big for us. might be big for you, but it's not big for us. Your needs are not too big for us. They might be big for you, but they're not big for us. Let's go both feet in because we cannot learn how to carry the kingdom culture unless every family member has both feet inside the door. That's like trying to teach kingdom culture in your home while one parent's not there, all the time, in, out, in, out, children, in, out, and no one's at the table. Who are you preaching to? We've got to gather. We've got to regroup, guys. We've got to regroup and go, I'm all in, whatever it costs me. And then we've got to get brave, and we've got to commit to the person next to us when their mess starts coming up. That's love. Because that's the biggest question in someone's heart when they really start to trust with their mess is, will, will you still love me? And that better be the commitment of our heart. I adopt you. I adopt you. I adopt you. I adopt you. Got to help people by going, you are not your sin. You are Sherelle. You are not your sin. You are Grant. You are not your issue. You are Lynn. When people come, I am this and I am this, like you're not your struggles. You are you and you're so great and acceptable and I choose you. Unlike bi biological family, a church community has to choose each other, okay? So we cannot be a family filled with people, groups of friends that are just naturally get along with each other. We're just in this group or in this life hub because we're natural friends, we can have natural friends, and that's fine. We all need them. But a church community is, I choose you, because the Lord has put us together as family. So we turn up in our life gatherings, and we interact with them at other times during that fortnight, because I'm like, you 
are my family. I can't decide whether I want you to be or not scripturally. We're brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers, and we've been placed in this community together, so I choose you. I don't know what to do with you. I feel uncomfortable with you. I, I don't know how to speak to you. You are my brother and you're my sister, and I choose you. Look at people in your life hub and go, I choose them. I choose them. I choose them. And set your heart forward towards them and engage. 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 Get out of whether I feel like it or whether I'm comfortable or not. Okay? I hear on a Sunday, I see someone I don't know. Well, I have never even met them. And biblically, we're already brothers and sisters and, and fathers and mothers. So I choose you and move and go and talk to them and adopt them and embrace them and attach them. And yeah, we've got to choose each other. It's not going to come with feeling like it. It's not going to come with feeling like it. We've got to choose each other. Okay? That's, that's just an ingredient in kingdom family. I'm not saying any of this because it's not happening. This is not a passive aggressive. That's another part of kingdom culture teaching. We don't do that. It's not a passive aggressive slap. This is a let's all carry this culture. Let's get up. It's exciting. Okay? We've got to be all in or it's not going to work. So we're going to unpack this in a series at some stage about how to become a healthy church family. But what I'd love to challenge us all to do from today is to start asking if every part of our heart is all in and to listen to the voice of reluctance and reservation. Just sit with your heart. If you're a journaler or whatever, listen inside and listen to the voice of retreat and ask it what it has to say. You can actually listen to the feeling of resistance. Because that's where all the stuckness is. Just listen to the voice of resistance. They won't love me. They'll see my mess. It's all in there. Listen to that voice of resistance and go after it. Okay? We choose you. We want you. Can everyone who's completely been two feet in for a while now and done, put your hand up if you came in with a mess and you've healed here. I know the stories in this room, okay? We have been in mess. Your mess is not too big here. We choose you. We want you. Is that right, church? We want your mess. We want you. We want your story. Um, but we want everyone to be all in. So I might just close with some corporate prayer uh, where I'm not going to take you anywhere that you don't want to be. But I'd love to just pray over anyone where this is a wrestle with corporateness, okay? I wonder if anyone um, who that can stand could just stand. Just stand if you're able to stand and we're just going to pray. If you feel you don't struggle with corporateness, just help. Just start praying, okay? Everyone can just start praying. But in particular, if you're all in here, can you just use, start using your prayer language, English or your nationality or tongues? And let's just pray. Just pray. You're praying over the rest of your family right now. Just pray for your family. They're in the room. We thank you for your father's heart, God. We thank you that you know how to heal your kids. 
For some of you, the battle with insecurity. And interpersonal relationships. With struggling with feelings of rejection or in, um, lack of worth. You're prone to standing in the shadows, pulling back. The battle over your life has been long enough. You have a call on your life that none of us can fill for you. You're the right person. Keep praying, everyone. You're in the right place. But this corporate battle has got to stop. The family needs to move. We need to mobilize, church. No longer spending our days focusing on interpersonal issues in the family and withdrawal from the family. The living stones are coming together. The power of the living stones coming together. Father, I just pray that you would draw out the shame that is keeping people set aside. We draw out the shame, Father, on behalf of our brothers and sisters here, on behalf of our brothers and sisters in the room. Those that know how to just pray some healing trauma prayers. We just draw out the trauma that has kept you separated. We just draw out the root of trauma that has kept you separate, kept you hiding, kept you in, unable to trust. We just break the back of the betrayal trauma in the name of Jesus. Jesus, we just pull that betrayal trauma to the cross right now in the name of Jesus. We just, we just destroy the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We just draw out the root of betrayal, Father. And anyone here, Lord, that still has their life breath just whacked out of them. The church trauma that's in this room, Father. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. As a pastor, I speak to your heart and I repent. I repent for every abuse and use of you. I repent of every abuse and use of you for my own agenda. I repent of destroying instead of helping your family. I, I repent of taking you away from your children in the natural. I repent of publicly exposing you. I repent of shaming you, or giving you super spiritual outcomes. She that it made it worse. She kakaya dadesh. I repent of missing your heart. She kakaya dadesh. She did it. I repent of idolizing your gifts. She kakaya dadesh. She kakaya dadesh. I repent of all spiritual abuse on behalf of every pastor and church. 
in the name of Jesus. And I just pray, Jesus, that you would draw out the root and the impact and the stain of that in the name of Jesus. Shika kakaya dadesh. Shika kakaya dadesh. Shita dadaya dadesh. I repent for any time your voice was squashed. Uh, repent of judging the prophetic in you and controlling it and dampening it. I repent of every voice that's been squashed, every gift that's been squashed. There is room for you. There is room for you here. There is room for you. There is room for you, for your wings to come out, for your family to flourish, for your heart to flourish. Father, I just pray over every person in this room where grief is their journey. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We mourn with those who mourn. We mourn with those who mourn. Jesus, would you just help their heart to, to, to be safe here, Father. Father, we just make room for those in suffering for the holy journey of suffering, Father. And we ask for sustaining grace. We ask for sustaining grace. Father, we just ask that you would just move them through this season. Lord, we cover them. We don't cover up things here, Lord, but we cover each other. And so just like the branches of a tree, we just cover all of those struggling. Just everyone in this community, this is your family, just lift up your hands like treetops. We cover you. We cover you. You can be in suffering here. You can be in mess here. You can be struggling to have it all together. We cover you. you we will not expose you. Every addiction come into the light. Pornography, masturbation. We choose you people. We want you. We cover you. We do not expose you. Come gently into the light. We release you into a season of healing. We release you. We are not going to use you. We are not going to use you and get you on rosters. We're going to family you. We're going to family you. You get to be known and loved. You get to be known and loved. Father, I just pray for the healing of trust. I pray for the healing of trust, Father, where some never have even trusted their whole lives long. Jesus, would you go back across the timeline of their life right now and build in trust in ways that never even been there. Supernaturally, would you just build trust in? Would you build trust in? We shield you from that shame. Shame the Lord rebuke you. Jesus works in the light. We just release the healing of the Lord over you. The Lord sets the solitary in families. Father, we just ask for a grace as a house to become a unified family. Father, we just ask for the grace for anything it takes and everyone, it's a different ingredient. Father, to have our feet placed firmly in and to attach to each other. Rocks attached build a wall. Rocks attached build a wall. We choose to attach. We choose to attach. Set your heart forward, friends. We choose to attach. Rocks touching each other builds the walls. 
We choose to be living stones. We choose to be present. We choose to take our place. And I bind up any voice of backlash that would come against this, uh, what I've said today, or any condemnation that would settle over you. That is not my heart. It is not the heart of this community. And the Lord rebuke that. We bind up every word of accusation and condemnation. It is not the Lord. Anything. You are loved just as you are. You are welcome just as you are. You are wanted just as you are. Don't change a thing. Lord, I just ask for your encouragement to just wash through this place in the name of Jesus. I just ask for that spirit of encouragement. I just pray for your encouragement, Jesus, your encouragement over the room. Your encouragement be the last taste in the mouths after this word, Lord. Your encouragement, your encouragement, your encouragement. I'm just going to ask any of my team to come forward. And if you have anything in your heart that you're like, I need breakthrough in this, let's risk all to gain all. Yeah? Adele's going to oversee this prayer time. But if you're one of the prayers, just come. We will cover you. We will not expose you. We want to pray for you. If it's any topic at all in your life, if you just want to come and just receive, you don't have to say the words. You don't have to tell the story. You can just come and have no words. There's a place for that as well. We just want to lay hands for you. I'd love to pray with you. My team is safe. If you've got church trauma, come and leave it at the front. We're going to hold you and walk you into your next season and mobilize you. It's time to leave these things behind and attach. Okay, go for it, team. Just.